Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. I wouldn't miss it, would you? I've heard of land on a faraway strand. I wouldn't miss it, would you? Built by Jesus on high, where we never shall die. I wouldn't miss it, would you? When our work here is done, and a life's crown is won, I wouldn't miss it, would you? All our sorrow we end, and our voices will blend. I wouldn't miss it, would you? In that beautiful home, where we'll never more roam, I wouldn't miss it, would you? Happy praise to the King, through eternity seen. I wouldn't miss it, would you? Then I thought about the song, Beyond the Borders of Time, there's a beautiful land. The Word of God, its glory unfurls. By the grace of God, one day, I'll call it my home. I'd never miss heaven for the world. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Though the things of earth may try to allure, but the smile of God means more than sin's brief glittering day. I wouldn't miss heaven for the world. I'd never miss seeing Jesus, never miss seeing loved ones who've gone on before. I'd never trade forever for a few days down here. I'd never miss heaven for the world. I don't want to miss it. I've gone too far to turn back now. Amen. But the thing is, the devil's going to do his best to see to it that we miss it. The devil wants me to miss it. He wants you to miss it. Amen. And he's caused a lot of people because they listen to him to miss it. Many people that once had a good experience with God, as good of an experience as you have, got tripped up. And they've already missed it. And some, if they don't come back and get saved and get right with God, they're going to miss it in the end. Amen. First Peter 5, 8 lets us know that the devil walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour us, so we'll miss it. The Bible tells me in Luke 22 and verse 31, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And that's, that's the same way it is with us. The devil wants to have us, that he might sift us as wheat. And friend, if that be the case, we're going to miss it. In the end, heaven exists, amen, outside the dimension of time. I don't want to miss the glory that's going to be revealed. The Bible says in Romans 8, 14, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And then we're told in 2 Corinthians 4, 
And verse number 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. Friend, our citizenship is already in heaven, according to the word of God. In Ephesians 2, 19, he lets us know now, therefore, you are no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. A Christian is not a citizen of the earth trying to get to heaven, but he is a citizen of heaven making his way through this world. We're told in the word of God that we're just strangers and pilgrims passing through this life. In 1 Peter 2 and 11, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Amen. Not only is our citizenship in heaven, but our conversation is in heaven. According to Philippians, the third chapter and verse number 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Where's your treasure at? We need to put our treasure up on the other side. Because we're told in the book of Matthew, in the sixth chapter, and verse number 19, lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I don't want to get so concerned with things down here that I miss it in the end. Amen. The song says, it's a land where we'll never grow old. I don't want to miss that. From the time we're born, we start growing old. That's the way it is down here. But there's something about the inward man. The Bible teaches it don't grow old. Amen. He tells us about the inward man. That though our outward man perisheth, it's getting older. Amen. Though our outward man perisheth, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Amen. And you know what? When we get there, we're going to have a new body. And it's one that will never grow old. Amen. Throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. Amen. It will never perish. Amen. The song says, when our work here is done. And that's what we're doing, right? All of us that say we're working for God. But I tell you, Ren, with every one of us, one of these days, God's going to look down on the scene and say, all right, your work down here is done. 
Amen. Sometimes it happens uh, to a young person. God says your work down there is done. Sometimes in middle age. Sometimes it's when we get up in years. God looks down and sees to it. Amen. We never get everything done that we need to get done in the natural. But there comes a time in every Christian's life that God decides that our work down here is done. Friend, we find that out uh, starting in the Old Testament all the way through the Word of God. God had great men of God and women of God. But there came a time that their work was completed down here. And what stands out very vividly in our mind is the Apostle Paul. And he realized that his work was done. And he said in 2 Timothy 4 and verse number 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. Friend, we ought to live in such a way, every one of us, as the people of God, that we can have a testimony like that. Amen. That we fought a good fight. Amen. We have finished our course. We've kept the faith. And it will do that. Friend, Paul said, not only this crown is laid up for him, it's laid up for all those that love his appearing. Friend, that can be every one of us. It will live in such a way that we'll be ready and we'll beat him in confidence. We can love his appearing. I got to thinking about heaven. I tell you, friend, I just don't want to miss it. Amen. No more sorrow. Amen. No more heartaches and no more disappointments. Amen. The song talks about it as a beautiful land. I don't want to miss it. Amen. A place of beauty and splendor and glory and majesty. You know what I believe about heaven? I believe that the English language doesn't even have the proper words to describe how heaven's going to be like. I believe the Bible backs that up. Amen. There's no words to really describe how wonderful it's going to be. Amen. Let's not fool around down here. Let's not play around with the devil's toys and end up missing it. Amen. I remember years ago. When I pastored in Athens, Tennessee, I heard that uh, President Reagan was coming to Athens, Tennessee, going to stand on the courthouse steps and give a speech. And you know what? I decided I didn't want to miss him. I decided I want to be there. I want to hear him. I want to see him. And so we, uh, we left early and we had to go through a lot of things to get there. And oh, what a crowd. Those streets was packed out and we waited and we waited and we waited. But finally there he came out the courthouse doors and gave a good speech. I didn't want to miss that. But my friend, that's nothing to compare to heaven. You don't want to miss seeing Jesus. 
You don't want to miss heaven. How sad it would be to come down to the end of life's journey. Wake up at the judgment. What the thought? I've missed it. I've been looking forward to going all these years. I planned on going to heaven. I wanted to go to heaven. I've got loved ones over there. I wanted to see what's inside. But I allowed the things of this world to hinder me. Now I've missed it. I don't want that to be my cry. And I don't want it to be your cry. Amen. Heaven is going to exceed our wildest expectations. Heaven is a haven free from trouble. Friend, down here we got trouble. We got problems. Job talked about it. And he said, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. There's trouble down here. Amen. There's problems, things we have to go through and situations. Amen. But thank God when we get over to the other side, all of our troubles are going to be over. Amen. Nothing but glory throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. Heaven's a holy place, the song says. Full of glory and with grace. Sin can never enter there. It'll stop you at the door, bar you out forevermore. Sin can never enter there. Heaven's a place where sin has never been. Amen. It never will be. There's never been a war over there. And there never will be a war over there. There's not any fighting going on over there. There never has been any fighting going over there. I don't want to miss it. Amen. Nothing impure has ever entered to heaven. Amen. Nor will it ever enter there. Amen. Friend, you can't even get on the road that leads there. If there's anything in your heart and life that's not pleasing to God. Amen. No lion shall be there. No ravenous beast shall even walk thereon. This way has been prepared for the holy. For those that's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. For those that's been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I just don't want to miss the beauties of heaven. Amen. In heaven. There'll be no darkness. There'll be no hate. There'll be no sin. There'll be no unforgiveness. No sorrow. No discord. No death. No thirst. And no hunger. No pain. And no jealousy. No envy. And no fornication. No adultery. No disobedience. And no wickedness. No covetousness. And no murderers and no deceit and no pride and no uncleanness and no idolatry and no witchcraft and no hatred and no wrath and no strife and no drunkards and no unbelievers and no whoremongers, no liars, uh, all those things. We're not going to have to deal with those things. We see a lot of things that uh, go on around us, but thank God over in heaven, none of these things are going to exist. I don't want to miss it. I want to encourage your heart. Do whatever it takes to make it. Whatever you got to lay aside. If you got any weights, if there's any sin, just go ahead and lay it aside. Uh, Just put it away from you. If you intend to make heaven your home, just go ahead and give it up. Amen. Nothing in heaven can be corrupted because 
of our burdens down here. We carry burdens. Sometimes as Christians, we're under a heavy load and the things that we're burdened for, we, we're burdened for our children and we're burdened for our family members and burdened for the lost and burdened about situations. And, and we don't always go around with a big smile on our face. But the song says, amen, happy faces we'll see through all eternity. In heaven, it'll be all happy faces. No sad faces, just happy faces. Throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, everybody's going to have a smile when we get over there. You're not going to have to say to somebody, what's the matter with you today? What's wrong with you? You don't look too good today. Amen. Not going to be any sad faces when we get over there. Heaven's a place of light. It's a place of love. and It's a place of holiness. It's a place of righteousness. It's a place of peace. It's a place of comfort. That's what the Bible says. When the rich man died and went to hell, we find out that Lazarus was being comforted in Abraham's bosom. Amen. There'll be comfort when we get over to the other side. Amen. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to turn around now. I don't want to compromise now. I don't want to back up on the word of God now. I've intended by the grace of God just to stay true to God and, and keep walking the straight and narrow path. And I still like the old paths. I believe it's the good way. I believe it's the way that leads to God's heaven. I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss it, would you? I'd never miss seeing Jesus. Never miss seeing loved ones who've gone on before. I'd never miss heaven for the world. Oh, I don't want to miss seeing loved ones. Amen. The Bible characters. I want to see Joseph, Moses, and Daniel, Joshua, and Caleb, and the three Hebrew boys. And what about seeing Elisha, Elijah, Jeremiah? Paul and Peter, James and John, and the list goes on and on. I don't want to miss seeing them. Not only them, my friend, I don't want to miss seeing all of our dear brothers that's went on, all of our sisters that's went on over to the other side. Just think for a minute, all the saints that's left here by the way of the casket, faithful saints of God, people that was a light to us and People, my friend, that uh, dared to be true. I don't want to miss seeing them. Amen. I don't want to miss seeing my mom. I don't want to miss seeing my daddy. Amen. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to miss heaven. That's where we'll end up if we'll stay true. It will stay faithful. Amen. It includes uh, all of our ancestors that were saved and descendants who were saved. Heaven's going to be one great celebration. You talk about a reunion. When all the saints of God get home, all the people of God, I tell you, friend, it just makes you almost want to go. Amen. We'll be able to enjoy each other's company without the fear of being hurt, without the fear of someone turning their back on you. I don't want to miss being a part of the greatest reunion that ever has been or ever will be. Amen. Oh, the 
millions of saints of God that'll be on the other side. And then most of all, the song says, I'd never miss seeing Jesus. Thank God for mama. Thank God for daddy. Thank God for the saints who went on. But more than anything, I'd never miss seeing Jesus. I don't want to miss seeing Jesus. The one, my friend, that paid the ultimate price. The one that gave his life that I could have life and have it more abundantly. The one that turned the water into wine. The one that took a little boy's lunch and fed a hungry multitude. The one that had the power to raise the dead. I don't want to miss seeing Jesus. The one that reached way beneath the bottom and picked me up out of the mire clay of sin. Set my feet on the solid rock. Oh, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss seeing Jesus. I've determined, dear ones, there's nothing in this world miss seeing Jesus over. Nothing that the devil has to offer you is worth miss seeing Jesus. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that signed my pardon. He's the one that forgave me of my sins. He's the one that forgave me of my transgressions. He lifted me out of the miry clay. I don't want to miss him. But you know what? There's been many today. They almost made it. They came close, but they missed it. Jesus made a way that nobody has to miss it. Jesus prepared a way that we could all make it. If you miss it, it's not been because you've been predestinated to go to hell. It'll be because of the choices that you made in life. Amen. Everybody in Noah's day, but eight souls missed it. Amen. Just eight souls were saved. Everybody that stayed in Sodom and Gomorrah, they missed it. Even Lot's wife turned and looked back. She missed it. I believe according to the word of God, Balaam was once a great man of God, but he missed it. Saul was once a great man of God, but he missed it. That rich young ruler, he was interested in making heaven his home. And he said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him what he must do. And he said, I've done all these from my youth. What lack I now? And Jesus said, just one thing. A lot of folks are going to miss it because of one thing. A lot of folks had one sin they wouldn't give up. It wasn't 50 sins that they weren't willing to give up. It wasn't even five sins. In lots of cases, it's not even two sins. But it's one thing that's got them bound. It's one thing that's holding them captive. Oh, but my friend, whatever that thing is, it's not worse. Missing heaven. The rich man in Luke 16, he missed it. As far as I can tell from the Bible, Agrippa missed it. He was almost persuaded to be a Christian after he heard Paul preach, but he missed it. As far as I can tell from the word of God, Felix trembled as he heard the apostle Paul preach the word of God, but he too, as far as I can tell from the Bible, he missed it. One man in the Bible went as far as kissing the door of heaven. He missed it. Judas kissed Jesus. Jesus was the door. He missed it. Demas was a fellow laborer with the Apostle Paul. 
but demons missed it. What about you? Are you going to play around and end up missing more than anything? I've got to make it. Daniel purposed in his heart some things. I believe we ought to purpose in our hearts. I'm going to make it by the grace of God. I'm not going to turn around. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to let down. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to keep going for God. If you fool around and miss it, what would you give in exchange for your soul? The sad truth is, friend, most people's going to miss it. Because the Bible says in Matthew 7 and verse number 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. That verse tells me that most people is going to miss it. Every sinner is going to miss it. The crowd's going to miss it. The majority is going to miss it. Everybody on the broad road is going to miss it. Everybody with known sin in their lives is going to miss it. What about you? Are you going to miss it? Every unrepented backslider is going to miss it. Everybody's going to miss it. But just a few. But I want to be one that makes heaven my home. What about you? Are you going to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Or will you hear him say, depart from me, I never knew you. If you never see heaven, you most certainly will see hell. And that's also a one-way trip from which there's no return. Amen. Heaven's a one-way trip. Once you get there, you don't ever leave. There's no coming back here. There's no possibility of being lost once you get there. But hell's the same way. It's a one-way street. Once you arrive... You can't turn around. And the Bible says in Revelation 21, 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God. He shall be my people. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Is your name inscribed in the Lamb's Book of Life? The song says, please search the book again. I thought my name was there. I went to church on Sunday, but I never knelt in prayer. Is your name in the book of life? Friend, it's the only hope. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15 says, And whosoever is not found written in the book of life was cast into hell. Everybody whose name is not written in the book of life is going to miss it. Somebody said, but I joined the church years ago and got my name in the book. Revelation lets us know the third chapter. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Insinuating that if I don't overcome and you don't overcome, he will blot our name out of the book of life. Friend, there's just one way to go to heaven. And Jesus is the only access to heaven. John 6, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. Acts 4, 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Philippian jailer asked the question in the book of Acts, the 16th chapter, verse number 30, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And the man of God said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. 
There's no other way possible to get to heaven but coming by the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Getting to heaven is a one-way trip. If you die before Jesus returns, you'll go immediately into the presence of God. If you're a Christian, make your choice. It's either Jesus or the devil. Either you turn or you'll burn. It's heaven or hell. There's no middle ground. To go to heaven, you must be born again. I'd never miss heaven for the world. If you miss heaven, that's why you allowed the world to cause you to miss heaven. I wouldn't miss it, would you? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.